And we are live. Welcome back to On the King's Dime. It is Monday night, the a couple of days after the first game of this NBL 21 season, starting off the season with an L. Uh, it's a bit of a shame, but we're definitely going to discuss that tonight. A few little things in there. It was an interesting game. There was a, a decent start. There was a uh, solid middle, and then there was an end that was oh, somewhat predictable. Um, but we, yeah. yeah, we're definitely going to go through all of that. Uh, remember always to like, share, and subscribe. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We are also on YouTube if you want to check out the content. I'm going to be doing a video. Uh, I'm announcing that I'm doing a uh, three things we learned video. Try and do that every after every game. It's going to be a, a chore, but I'm going to try and get through it this year, bring some more content to the peoples. Uh, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. Uh, any any other things we need to plug? Uh, if you're into the NBA, we're doing Aussies taking over the NBA as well. So if you want to just check that out on Facebook and on YouTube, we're on uh, SoundCloud and Podcast Addict and iTunes, Apple Podcasts as well. We're also on Apple Podcasts for this. If you're there listening to us in audio format, give us a rate and review. Five star would be great. If you think we're fi- worth five stars, then definitely do that. Uh, we'll also do tips at the end of this. The uh, last game of the round is not finished yet. It's ongoing at the moment. I won't spoil it for anybody, uh, but it's been an interesting watch so far. But now we're here to talk Kings, my man. Yep. Tough, tough L. That's actually my expectations weren't let's get that W, boys. Like, you know, we're here. We're here to get a W. Yeah. Um, I think as the game went on. Kind of, we, we did a watch along too, so we're going to try and do a few more of those this season. That was pretty fun watching along with all the people. It was, as the game went on, we got into a position where it was just like, we, you know, last shot to win it. And then, yeah, the, ulti- the, uh, the ultimate Casper curl, one of nine night. Um, <clears throat> we can safely say he sh- these three-point shots just fallen into the abysmal category. Um, the uh, entire he- team really did not shoot the three ball well. Um, yeah, I would, I would definitely say that that is an, is an understatement, but we, we played well in areas. I think, um, DJ had a cracker of a night, really good. Jordan Hunter exceeded my expectations immensely. Uh, Jerome Martin was fantastic Mm. in the limited time he was on the floor. So these are all really good positive signs. What I saw was too many shots from Casper Ware, um, which we kind of, Said to start the season, this is this was going to be an issue if he wasn't uh, if he wasn't hitting them. Then he's yeah. First things first. What do you you, you got something there? Or? My, do- my dog's just humping the bed in front of me like every time. Hot. Must because on the king's dimes back, he's man, he's excited. Oh man, it's a girl. It's so a girl. <laughs> she she Kelly. Um. So I thought it might have been Toby. So Kat, yeah, Casper. I think the first thing my first notes here are. Are we a hundred percent happy that Casper is the captain? Casper's always a leader, mm. but just sometimes you just got to tuck that "I'm the man" thing away. Mm. Um, we can definitely do some film. We can talk a little bit about how that last play was run. That was an Adam Ford play. I didn't mm. particularly like it. I think Brad Newley was actually look. If you're down two, that's the only option you have. Yeah. But we were down one. You've got to either put it in the ref's hands or go for the, get to the mm. rim because that's the most the highest percentage. And I think the best person to do that is Brad Newley. And Brad Newley was actually open on the curl. And he's not bad off the left hand. And, you know, 
nerves, put it in the ref's hands. Mm. We can have salt about that later, but we knew that this that would have been the best option. Uh, but we we dialed up a low percentage shot, and I I don't understand that. I mean, you know, one point down, Brad Brad Newley's getting to the hoop. Mm. Uh, we're sitting a double pin down, uh, a lot of shots from Diddy, um, but just to get back to that. Man, that's a bad, bad play as a yeah. first. You know, it's 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 not something. Yeah, it looked rehearsed. It looked like that that was the play they dialed up. But as in terms of percentage, what it's it's eleven percent to win the game. Whereas you know, if we get it to Brad or you know we get it to Jordan, um, someone where the ref has got to make a decision on if this person's been fouled or not. Mm. Um, that at least gets to the line for a fifty percent of chance of tying and taking into overtime. And I think the momentum was definitely with us to make a good go of it in overtime as well. Mm. But instead, we, we dialed up a bad play, um, which I did not appreciate and called. <laughs> so on on Casper, one of nine on the night, five of 12 from two, so six of 21 on the night, five of five from the line. So he got to the line a little bit. That's kind of what I want to see him get to the line a little bit more yeah. this year, put the three away. A uh, few decent drives to he had a he had a couple of like you know dodgy calls, but calls that any any player going to the hole this season can get randomly. So at the same time as you know, I want to see him going to the hole basically because he's going to get a lot more chances for free throws. You know, yeah. maybe maybe one in three, one in five, he's going to get free throws. Like, but at the same time, he started the game like we started the game so well out of the gate. We shot the ball well. We put, a, put together a pretty solid first quarter that sort of made us, oh, look, interesting. You know, 9 of 16 from 2, 3 of 11 from 3, which is not great. Um, but the threes we did hit, it was a couple of really good ones. Diddy's, Diddy's from the, I think, Brad Newley in the corner, corner Brad. Yep, corner Brad uh, yeah. There was DJ coming off a curl, hit a nice one out of like a dialed up play. I think he came out from under the basket across a couple of screens and hit a three. And How, how, how filthy was step back, Brad? Step, that was filth, absolute <laughs> filth. I'll have to throw that in the video just um, to uh, highlight how good that was. Um, but it's... It's not a great shot, but it's fantastic to watch. Yeah, it's good that it went down. That's also one, you put it in his hands for three. You know, he shot, what did he shoot on the night? Two or four from three. You know, 50% three. There's definitely better shooters that could have shot that last shot. But in terms of the three ball, there's, there's, a, there's an issue, man. Like, yeah. there's... We've got guys who, you know, DJ likes to come out of the corner and shoot that on the curl. There's a couple of, like, just awful Diddy just walk-up threes and you're just like, no, 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 stop that. And uh, I think DJ had another one, had one as well. It's just like, no, 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 none of these walk-in threes because that kind of gets – that sets Casper off as well and Casper starts to look, oh, okay, I'll take a walk-in three. Like, no, <laughs> none of that. Um, but ultimately, I just got the stats up here. So ultimately, if you look at inside, we were 51% – from two, basically 51.9% from two and then 21% from three. So we're 19 of 27 at the rim, whereas Cairns were only nine from 20. So we won the inside battle and against the Cairns team with a couple of the better bigs in the league, that was, that was a significant sort of stat. But in the, in the uh, actual ebb and flow of the game, did it really feel like that? It, it didn't necessarily feel like that. I think it, you know, there was some good... Good rim play. Um, Space Camp had a good defensive night on a lot of, you know, blocking Muller, blocking everyone. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot. It seems like we won it uh, based on some Brad Newley and DJ excellence down the stretch. You know, that kind of pushed that percentage up. But it'd be interesting to see you take those kind of 
you know, those two shots of DJ down down the end of the stretch and a couple of the Brads, what our percentage was. Because I think, you know, we, a lot of the time we were getting into traffic, Moller, and then trying to create a shot that wasn't there. Um, I, you know, I think we've got to get back to some fundamentals. Moller's fundamentals is you're kind of a three and a clean-up guy. Um, oh, in transition, think- actually. I had a couple of good buckets go into the hoop. Yeah, like there, there was one. I mean. There was one that was in full-on transition where he, they gave it to him off of two dribbles. He went up over Machado, I think it was. But there was another one where I think it was either he, he found Casper on a baseline cut, which Casper finished, and then Casper yeah, a, a couple of plays later found him on a cut to the hole where basically he finished over Cam Oliver, where Cam knew he couldn't contest because he was basically like flat-footed. He was just, he had to let Moller just rise up. But at the same time, like when when Craig Muller kind of gets the ball and just dribbles into traffic, you're just like, oh, no, stop, stop. Like did we don't it, need this. Did it feel like our half-court sets were really like how do we score? It when, felt like when, they, had, they had more like momentum to the basket. Like there wasn't as much like let's, you know, spread it out wide, spread it high, drive it, kick it, drive it, kick it. There was, le- there was more like let's get into positions to just get shots here. And that's kind of where the threes came from. Like it wasn't necessarily we swing the ball, we move the ball around. Because Cairns definitely, how many times did they move the ball around and then you just like, God damn it, that guy's open. Like, I mean, yeah. Jerich hit a couple of just really, really ropey threes over the top of some of our guys. But at the same time, Noy, I think, had two wide open where it was just like swing, 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 and Noy's wide open. Who's who's on Noy? And he hits a three. But I, I didn't feel like in this game we were getting open shots, like shots where, we, you know, oh, that guy's wide open. He's going to hit that. I think Brad got one, and Didi, I think, might have had one other one, and then Casper, I think, off the screen, stepped into one, but he missed it. But essentially, Casper just keeps shooting. Like, he just keeps shooting. And I thought that first quarter showed, oh, he had a mid-range from the elbow. That was nice. He got to the hole. He got to the line. And I was like, good. Like, this is kind of what we want to see. But down the stretch of the game, yeah, just went back to shooting those threes, which, you know, it goes back to my, is he captain material? Uh, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, man. I'm not overly excited. But then again, I look at the rest of our team and I'm just like, it's newly, or that's about it, really. It's it's quite a young team in terms of experience. I think um, newly yeah. really is the last savvy vet. Yeah, but newly I mean, newly is a bit too passive too. Newly is a bit passive, except in transition. And this team is very very good in transition, quick, very quick up and down the floor, a lot faster. But it just seems like we stagnate in half court sets and mm. we get into stupid lanes and. You know, no one really wants to kind of take that mid-range shot, whereas that seems to be the shot on offer hmm. in the new NBL is getting into that mid-range, which is fair enough. It's the lowest percentage shot by volume. Um, but that's where Casper, you know, should be working in is, is that step in kind of setting screen, getting into the mid-range and having a bit of a crack. I think yeah. I like that much better than than the curl three or the fighting around a screen to shoot a three. Hmm. I'm not a fan of, and he's just fallen off the wayside, and it's been bad for a long time now. And mm. that that kind of shows you that it's not a shooting slump. It's there's something something wrong there. It's time to put that away and and get back to some fundamentals of just getting to the hoop. And you know, and I've always said this: he's he's not a facilitation point guard. So when he's not dropping thirty points a game, he's actually detrimental to the team because mm. he doesn't get other players involved. And so maybe Bruce needs to pick up minutes and he needs to go to a shooting guard role because Bruce can offer a better functional offense 
to get other guys involved than just Casper hoiking up nine threes a night and hitting one of them. Mm. Uh, we're just not going to win games doing that unless other teams have terrible shooting nights as well. And we were lucky. Cairns didn't have the greatest inside night. Um, a few, you know, a lot of the times uh, these buckets rimmed out close to the rim. Um, Machado wasn't 100% on. But there's flashes in that team. We're just like, yep, once these guys get going, we're not going to really have much of a chance unless we really change something in the offense. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like the half-court sets and the last play of the game pissed me off. Yeah. So just to go back to the start of the game, Sean Bruce Ware as a backcourt combo. I didn't like that. You know, I, I said at the end of the live stream, I was like, can we just go back to like having Bruce come off the bench and run our offense? Um, but yeah. if you hear Adam Ford, like I listened to the post game and him talking, the way they talk about Bruce, it's a guy that deserves a bigger role. If you know what I mean, like he, he, they talk about him, like, you know, he's done all the work to get here. He deserves a bigger role. And it's like, well, we don't really have the bigger role on this team. If you're going to jam him into a team with Casper Ware, like we've seen in this game here that it didn't really work. Like unless Sean Bruce is directing traffic, which he's actually really, really good at. There was a stretch sort of in the third quarter where he started to like get guys involved, direct traffic a little bit. We had, we on a little bit of a run in the third quarter, but I don't, I don't like it. I want him coming off the bench. The other thing too, like there's a couple of stretches in there in that first quarter where Casper's off ball and moving around and you're like, that's, that's something we need to see a little bit more of. But when he gets a little bit too ball, ball dominant, you know, he gets a little bit one-dimensional and I don't know, I don't think we've got that other guard, man, like unless it becomes Glover. Maybe. Or Diddy. I mean, he's playing Diddy. Oh, I don't know. That's, that's going to be another thing we can talk about after this. But I don't, I'm not a big fan of his playmaking, really. I, I wouldn't playmake him, but I think in a second unit rotation, playing Lazada alongside Bruce can add a little bit more length and depth and defensive, and we can get those runs when we're playing against other bench units. Mm. Whereas when we're playing these guys in the, the front unit, yeah, you can play Lazada at small forward, but I think where you're going to see your best out of it is him on the court with big balls, Brucey, um, playing in a shooting guard position, Moller at the small forward or Brad Newell at the small forward and just f- quick transition. Because mm. every time we get stuck in the half court, it just seems like, okay, here comes a Casper three. Mm. Or he comes, a, he comes a, I'm, gonna, I'm shooting a contested three because, oh, Swing, swing, dribble, drive, nut, swing, dribble, drives. You know, it kind of, it feels really stagnated. Um, and, you know, we saw Jordan Hunter play a little bit of post game. Mm. And we're probably going to see kick it, play a little bit of post kick it because that seems like our only go-to for somewhat of a high percentage bucket in the half court when, when offense breaks down. And don't get me wrong, it's going to break down a lot this year. I just don't think we have the facilitation. You know, Bogut was so good at facilitating the elbow and setting pin down screens hmm. for, for where to drive the lanes or for, for Bruce or Moller to baseline cut. We saw no baseline cuts, which... There was one. Worry. One. And it'll be, on, it'll be on my video, but this, this you're, you're correct. You're 100% correct. Like, Geordie doesn't handle the ball, and when he does, it's to give it up, basically, to hand it off and sort of get back down low. Terrell Martin, we'll talk about him as well. He's, he's going to bring a little bit of that. Obviously, we, he's got to get back up to speed. I think I don't think he's played in a while. He's going to play 15 minutes. He's on like a bit of a minutes restriction. They kind of mentioned it in the post game. 
Um, but like it still feels like there's licorice all sorts offense. There's a few guys there like um, Moller where you you don't have Cooks there to glue the entire offense together. Like it, it falls on Moller and you can see that Moller's not great when he when he drives into traffic and he, get, he gets stuck a little bit. You know, he, his strength really is when there's motion and he can cut to the hole and get in get into tight spots because there were a couple of really good dimes you said earlier. Yeah. Um, wide open ones at the hole and that's good. Like if we're going to create those opportunities, that's great because um, that they're hard to do and there's something in the NBL that teams aren't really going to have that many answers for. Um, but then, you know, to go to a last last second shot and shoot shoot a sort of, you know, a wild three, you know, we've got we to gotta work on that a little bit more. But I think Glover, DJ, newly off the bench, provides sort of three good options, but at the same time, they don't really fit together. You know, it's, it's one for one. It's bringing this guy in here. Um, DJ can do two things, and then you kind of bring him in and out for Diddy. It's a little bit like there's licorice all sorts sort of going on there, but it's only the first game, so. First game, I think probably we'll see more more against um, quicker teams. I think what we're going to see is really what this team's made of when they play Melbourne, who are extremely quick. Mm-hmm. I thought and we were pretty quick too. I thought I was like, I, I was pretty I, happy yes, with the pace. That's The pace was one thing that was very good. Um, and I think that a smart coach against Sydney should slow the pace down because we struggled in the half court. As soon as we kind of took off and mm. Cairns pulled back and slowed it down, there was, there was breakdown in offense. There was silly shots. There was contested shots. Um, and at you know, periods, especially in the first quarter, it was a fast paced game. It was bang, 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 bang. And mm. um, Sydney was able to kind of take the lead, score easily in flow. But as soon as Cairns slowed it down, it was just like, oh, there's a half-court set and it's Casper 3 or it's Moller driving into three people and, you know, putting up no shot or getting blocked by Space Cam. Hmm. Um, so that's one thing, you know, I, I'd be interested to see in, in, you know, Adelaide. We saw Adelaide playing quite a high tempo. We saw South, you know, these teams playing quite a high tempo. I think Cairns is much better as a, a slowdown in the half-court because they've got excellent offensive players in the half-court set. Um, hmm. And so, I think yeah. the Hawks are probably going to be a difficult team as well because they do play a slow half court and not really out in transition. Yeah, they've got a couple of really good scorers, like three or four sort of designated scorers, yeah, and not great bigs. I'd like to I'll be interested to see Hunter match up against um Froling, Sam Froling. Um and then, you know, Ogilvy is coming off the bench for them. But if you look at this, I've got the third quarter numbers here, seven of 13 from two and one of nine from three. So basically to the end of the third, we had a six-point lead that kind of just got whittled back down from us in the fourth, taking more bad three shots, three three-point attempts, one of seven from three and six of 11 from two. It's, it's going to be an issue, man. I'm going to do a video on it, but it is going to be an issue this year, just taking bad threes. Like, yeah. Um, we're going to run a few more sets. We've got such so many good guys that can attack the basket. Like even DJ, man, how quick was he? Yeah. Like exactly. you, every time he had a, like one or two steps on a guy driving to the hoop from about the elbow, it would just be like one, two, bang, bang, lay up. And you're just like, wow. Twice we went to him twice in um, I think the third quarter where. No, it was the fourth. It was down the stretch. It was Yeah, down the stretch years. of the game, yeah. He, he would just get to the hole. And that was where I thought maybe we could dial something up for him at the end of the game. Like. You know, something where three seconds. I guess we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that in a sec. I, I should. We should go back and just talk about Diddy. Like 
I don't know, like he seems to just not exist in a in a spot in this offense. You know, like you want him taking open shots. We don't seem to make him open shots. He was shooting a couple of contested ones, a couple of really bad sort of, you know, walk up. I'm just going to shoot it. And that's kind of detrimental to our offense. But at the same time, he had a couple of times when he was finishing last year around the rim. It was a little bit, little bit dodgy in this game. I think he had one or two layups in this game. One, I think he missed pretty badly. So I think he's got to find a hole in this offense. I'm not sure. I, How do you feel about that? I, I actually don't really see what this offense is about yet. Mm. I can see the defensive formations. I think, you know, they're definitely driving into Hunter, which is nice. Hunter's a big, big boy, and he's, he's showed that he's got some, you know, block timing and can, can definitely defend the rim successfully. I think fouling is going to be a big trouble from this year, but, you know, Drill Martin taking more minutes will add more to the offense. Um, we didn't see a lot of him defensively or make strong defensive plays in this game in 15 minutes. Mm. But it seems like the defense is sensible. Um, mm, it, it's it's at times, out of control good. Yeah, they, they do run run on the run Like he's the like chaotic neutral. Yeah. <laughs> D&D it seems, terms. It seems good enough. It seems like they're, they're actively wanting to defend. Mm. Um, yeah, like but, he's a, and he's a trier too. And that's that his fouling out was basically he tried hard. Yeah. And that's why he fouled out. I think he had a really good game. Mm. I actually really enjoyed uh, watching him play. It mm. was, and um, I, I like that. I like. I think Pinot wasn't really a trier. Like one, that was one thing you could sort of say differentiating between Hunter and Pinot. It's like Pinot tried, but nothing ever came off. Like a few things were coming off for Hunter. So, and then the more that came off, the more he was trying, and then it kind of cascaded into a really, really solid performance. Yep, I um, agree with that. But yeah, you're sorry you were saying interrupted there. No, that's right. I was just saying that you know they seem to be as a team running guys off the line quite effectively. I think that switching is one area that they haven't quite got down yet. But again, they haven't played haven't played many games together True. as this new new mm. unit. And I think you know we won't see them start to hit their strides until three or four games into the season, where I think these other teams have had a couple of more games um, preseason and so have have been able to gel um, somewhat. It's hard to take anything away really from this first game other than too many threes, too many bad shots, and not enough, and, and a terrible last play call up. Mm. I mean, that really, the good things to come out of it, I think Jordan Hunter, um, DJ, definitely to the cup. Looks like he's, he's quick, strong, and can finish with both hands. Um, I think Glover, Glover had a pretty solid performance too. Can be like a guard glue guy, not necessarily like he doesn't have the Cooks forward style glue. I think he can be like a guard glue guy. He, he, he sort of solved a few problems on offense in some of those lineups, which was good. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think the offense still in the half court needs a little bit of, bit of tweaking. Mm. Knocked down a 3 2, which is good. Um, stats, other stats. So Newley was uh, six of nine. He had a really good night. Jarrell Martin, we should talk about him. How'd he look to you, do you reckon? It looked really good. It looked mm. like you could play the, the NBA baseline J game. It looked mm. like he had a bit of mid-range, could, could link, slink out for a three here and there, um, and had some good skills under the bucket. So when he's up playing 25 minutes a night, I think a, a good lineup would be him playing power forward. I think like that LaMarcus Aldridge style role, um, I think we could go to him in a lot of breakdown of offensive sets on, on the baseline. Um, and that won't 
necessarily uh, have him coming back to play center and being tired. I think that you have to realize that we don't have a lot of offensive numbers in our team in the big section. You know, Mola, um, Punter, these, you know, kick it. They're not going to be able to hit a mid-range J and play back down all night. Um, so you don't want them going coast to coast. But if he plays that power forward role, it gives Jordan Hunter that time hmm. to get back and play play the big man role. Just um, like a natural scorer. Yeah, just play him in a natural scorer role because really, other than where, there's no other natural scorers in our team. It's like, uh, yeah, we're going to him for a bucket. Hmm. It doesn't seem like that at the moment anyway. Didi's not like that. you kind of got to dial up for Didi. You've got to hmm. dial up. Yeah, newly the only you know, natural you know point scoring is in transition. Other than that, it's kind of like, well, he's in the corner, or yeah. you know, he's 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 cutting downhill. Doesn't yeah, seem diving like- diving to the hoop. But then again, we don't really set up. We don't have a pass first point guard. If you had someone like Emmett Nah, Brad Newley just getting the hoop all the freaking time. Yeah. Um. But obviously, yeah, yeah Emmett Nah comes with his own struggles. <laughs> um. So other stats coming out of this game, I was looking at the shot breakdown. So nineteen of twenty-seven from the rim, seventy percent. It's fantastic to see that, especially against one of the best um, shot blockers and some lengthy dudes on that team. You know, mm. even Mojave King defended quite well. Quite noy, Deng Deng, um, Majok Deng. So almost a Deng misdiagnosis there. Um. We had. <laughs> Five of 14 from the left side, wing three, 36%. Uh, none of eight from up top, two of seven from the right wing, so 29%. And then no other threes went in, or we're 0 and 4 from both corners. Oh, this one actually, Brad Newley's must have been counted as a wing three. His one was from the corner. Um, it's, yeah, I like that we'll go to the hole, but there's threes, man. Anyway. Uh, I don't think there's any other stats really that we need to to pick over. We should just pick apart that final play. Um, I thought that was a foul too. I've rewatched it again. Uh, sorry, that was free throws. Um, if you if you look, he he catches the ball basically, and then he fouls him. So he's terminated the dribble. He goes up and shoots. As he's going up to shoot, he fouls him. And they actually asked him in the post game, and he said, "I'll have to get clarification from the NBL on that one." Apparently, it went to replay, but we don't see replay anymore. Because you and I were yeah. sitting there going, why isn't he going to the monitor for this? And he sort of, yeah. the ref sort of went, it was in my ear, boys. Like I heard it in my ear. And I was like, okay, this is new. Um, but I still felt like that probably. I'd like to have seen the refs on that play go to a monitor situation anyway. You know, if, yeah. you know, have you heard any announcements saying that everything's going to be done from the replay center now? No. I didn't no. hear anyone say anything about that. I didn't even know there was a replay center. So I would have liked to have go to the, the monitor for that. I thought it was enough for them to have a look at it and go, yeah, you know, probably I think he was been fouled in the act of shooting. It would have been nice to see him shoot two free throws. In the end, it turned out to be a really good foul with three seconds. Actually, it was 50% of our, like, that was just bad offense in that last, you know, 20 seconds. We came down, took us a while to sort of get set. We had a bit of a weird lineup on the floor. I'll just bring up what the lineup was on the floor before that. It was Bruce Moller Ware, Newley Martin. So it was a bit of a like a odd lineup. Hunter had fouled out. There was no Diddy for length on the floor. Um, so yeah, three seconds to go. We get fouled on that. It probably should be free throws, but then we get a side out. Caspar takes the side out. That was the first thing I was like, what? why did Caspar take that side out? Unless the play was essentially for a, you know, pass in handoff, which it turned out that's what it was. It was Didi Lizada coming over, handing off for Caspar to shoot basically from, you know, the 12 o'clock spot 
and it ended up being a brick. It was a, it was a decent shot. Like that's a a decent shot for Caspar, but not when he's one of eight. No, I don't think it's a decent shot at all in this okay. situation. And the reason why I don't think it's a decent shot is that you're taking the lowest. You're taking a thirty three percent shot mm. to win a game. And yeah, points. we we were zero of seven from that spot on the floor. Just, everyone, just, yeah, just just take everything else into into the equation. Mm. You're down one. Any bucket's going to get there. Yeah. Getting to the line gives you a fifty percent chance mm. of tying the game. So what you got to try and do? You're going to put it in the refs' hands. The only way to do that is to get as close to the cup as possible. Yep. You've got three seconds for a handoff pass in. Brad Newley was coming around a curl, off to Brad. One hand, let the defender make a play. If he mm. makes a fantastic play, you've got the right idea. If he doesn't, Brad gets it in. It's a two-point game. You're playing its percentages. Mm-hmm. That shot is potential 45 and above. That three is, is under 40. So if you ran this play 100 times, you're going to win five more times, dialing up Brad in close than you mm. are Casper shooting the three. It's a, it, that, that's why I, I don't think it's a good game. If you're down two, yeah. that Casper play is the only play you can run. Well, I I think if you had to tie the game, that's probably one of the plays you'd run. Yeah, um, if you tie the game, yeah. Look, if you tie the game, or you're going for the win. If you're two points down, well, no, I don't think even going for the win. For me, like I would tie the game up on a two there situation like that. You basically got two of the best drivers. Or Brad Newley is one of the best drivers in the league. Like you could set set, and you got Jarrell Martin. You could easily set a pin down for Brad Newley to basically offer one dribble, get to the hoop on a zipper cut. Um, but then again, you've got Casper Ware inbounding the ball. It's like, why is he inbounding the ball? So straight away, you know exactly what's coming. Basically, yeah. he inbounds it to somebody and then he gets a handoff because he's not going to inbound it and then just stand around and just be like, well, my night's done. Take it easy, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even Braden, like I showed you that video of while I was re-watching it, and Braden always runs to the corners and like, like he didn't even know what was happening. I was no. like, oh, man, brutal. But then again, so to go back to it, like it was kind of our shitty setup in the in the half court that caused us to be fouled with a foul to give with three seconds to go, which then made it now it's a three like it could have been a seven second play we could have run it could have been the whole twenty two the whole shot clock um, we could have used their scrambling around to try and foul us to get a bucket in that situation we didn't you know but that's that's really reaching. But essentially to to get a timeout and then to go to like our lineup went to Didi, Casper Ware, Vasilovic, Newley, Martin. Like there's two guys that can get to the hole there and have shown on the night they can get to the hole and finish. And you, I think you're right. Like it's got to be some sort of like quick inbound, um, fake handoff maybe, one dribble to the hole. I, think, I reckon three seconds is not, you know, from the perimeter three seconds is probably not enough time to dribble all the way to the hole and finish. It's pretty- I think Casper Casper inbound Diddy handoff, bounce past Brad cutting left handed, mm-hmm. something like that. Something where you, you you're getting as close as you can. Yeah, and that that you know a defender's they all knew that ball was going to Casper. Mm. Run the play that they don't think about, or misdirect off of something that they are thinking about. That that was the other thing that annoyed me too. Like everyone knows that's happening. Like yeah. nobody. And what about if Didi comes across and fakes the handoff and turns as Newly cuts baseline and he hits Newly under the bucket and lays it in? I don't want to. I don't want to shoot off all my ammo here. Like I've got a few things I'm going to bring out in the in the video, but there's there's issues. And I guess look, it's one game in terms of dialing up offense from Ford in last year's season. 
isn't enough for us to just go, my God, like, what are you doing type of scenario? Like, at the moment, you've just got to go, okay, L, fair enough. But we've, I'm going to say this, definitely more professional than Andrew Gaze. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's, that's another, that was one of the things I was going to say. Like, Gazy, you would expect, like, well, that's Gazy. That's just what he does. But I'm more happy to just go, look, L, I didn't like that. And hearing his reaction in the post game was very just like, hey, we had a chance to win it. Yeah, we didn't win it, so we'll go on to the next game. I was a little bit like, man, I would be like scratching and clawing to get my first win. Like if that was my first game and I was the coach, I would be like, get the win. I don't care how we get it. I want to win first game just to get us off to a start, get me off to a start as a coach. You know, I I would have been a bit more annoyed, but it is what it is. Um, they were saying in the post match too. We've got a real road warrior mentality because I guess one of the other things is we're not having having home games for a while. Yeah. So the guys are on the road for the two-game stretch before I think the NBL Cup starts pretty soon or in the third round. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll have to keep an eye on that. And, yeah, I just – I don't know. The more, like, I think about it, the more I'm just like, damn it. Like, we, we kind of let one slip there. Yeah. But as long as the guys keep a positive attitude, whatever, we'll go into the next game and play tight ends again. I feel like the Taipans, we started out with a few wrinkles and they worked and then the game sort of settled and then in the end we had a chance to win it. And if we take that chance, it's a great. And the other side, the upside of Casper hitting that shot for the win is big too. And like mentality-wise, it's pretty big if it's, he hits that shot. It, it is big if he hits that shot. But I think that if he hits that shot, we're going to like, ooh, great that he won it. Mm. Not, not a great play. Low percentage play. Yeah. And I think that we've got to get as a team – uh, understanding more of the and that that was a Will Weaver understanding the percentages of the game mm, mm. Um, you know definitely a deep thinker about that and um, yeah I think miss him this year <laughs> yeah miss, miss the deep thinking especially I miss JT in, too man oh uh, yeah but we, we, you know he's, he's NBA now oh, of course he's going to miss oh you miss Bogut as well I mean we've, true we've, we've essentially had the MVP and the defensive player of the year and a freak in Jay Sean Tate mm. leave the team between them, 30 points a night at least. Um, so it is what it is. This is the NBL. We're not going to get, you know, long stretches of good players. But um, th- th- there was there was positive aspects in there. It wasn't yep. all negative. But, uh, yeah, interested to go on to round two. Yep. And I think, yeah, that'll, that'll round out the game. Yeah, round two against the Taipans is going to be interesting. Um, I think if the Taipans make adjustments, you know, we I don't know if we have an adjustment scenario other than play a bit harder, do do things a little bit better, execute a bit better, don't take as many threes. I think the tight bands kind of have a few better wrinkles. They've got some longer players that can, you know, do some things where they put switch Kawat Noy onto our smaller guards a little bit. Um Jerich was getting switched onto DJ and Caspar and hitting those threes. I think they can make a little bit more out of that, but it's gonna. It's an evenly sort of tight. If Geordie Hunter can play like that and stay out of foul trouble, it's quite an even, even sort of set of teams there. Um, all right, I'm just bringing up the uh, tipping comp, and yeah, we've got to do our three, two, one, two. And um, if if you're watching, get on get on one of our posts and give your three, two, one fan MVP. We've had five or six people enter. We kind of want to you know get as many people in there as possible, get as much sort of variation as we can. Um, to do that fan MVP, but if if you know no one's participating, then we just won't do it. 
So yeah, we'll everyone, get out there, get on the post, get on this post. If you're watching now, hit the uh, hit your fan MVP three, two, one. Just three for your best players, two for your second best player, one for your third best player, and uh, Andy's going to do it right now. So just watch him and then do it below in the comments right. or uh, on any post. So hit it. Three to Brad. 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 Yep. Man of the match for me, Brad. Two to uh, Jordan Hunter. And uh, one to DJ. I think DJ, you know, still still young in this team, but play, had a good night. Damn. I had uh, DJ newly Hunter. But now that you mention Hunter, I'm like, does he deserve two points? I think so. I thought newly and DJ were like on the same level. Like if I could be, give them both three, I would. Like I thought they both had a good game, but I'm not sure good. Hunter had a, as good a game as well, them. Let's, let's, let's have a look here. Three blocks. Four of seven from the field. Changed a lot of shots. Mm. Rebounded the ball really well. And all that and, ex- and, and low expectations. So you, you add those together for me. That's why it's a two. Brad Newley was just excellent. So, yeah. you know, best player on the, on the floor for us uh, by far. And uh, DJ was excellent too. But Jordan Hunter just snuck in there, number two for me. All right. Well, I'm going to go DJ, Newley, Hunter. So DJ three, Newley two, Hunter one which rounds out this week's MVP. And a reminder to everyone, get out your fan MVP and post it below or on any of our links anywhere and we'll enter those into the fan MVP every week and we'll update that as well every week if heaps of people are in there getting on that. Now, tipping, 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 round two. The, uh, the this, this round's not quite finished yet. Um, I don't it know is, if that yeah. game's... Yeah, the game's finished. Hawks won 92-76. Ah, wow. All right, I'm just going to add that. A lot of us went type ends. <laughs> it's a uh, perfect, we've got a perfect round. I won't spoil that though. I'll bring that out later. All right, first game, 36 at, 36 errors at home to the Phoenix, Melbourne Phoenix. I think go Phoenix. Yeah, I think a Phoenix bounce back. Josh Giddy's out. I went Phoenix as well. Bullets at home to the Hawks. Got to go Hawks. They're in for informed team. Hawks three in a row. The Gorge, man. I'm telling you, it's a shame we almost didn't. We didn't get him, man. Uh, 36ers at home to the Breakers. First, oh, first yeah, Breakers. 36, yeah, 36ers. I will also go. I'm gonna just sneak in there with the Breakers. Just uh, sneak in there. Uh, Taipans at home to the Kings. I'm going to go Kings round two. Yeah, I think we're going to bounce back. Play well, get the W. I just can't bet against them. I can't tip against them. That's my fatal flaw. Perth at home to the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Yeah, we haven't seen Perth yet, so we don't really know what this team is about. Um, I'm going to go Southeast Melbourne. Oh, Phoenix. Wow, an upset for Perth. Start the season. I will go Perth. Just for fun. And the Taipans, double game week again. Four games out of the gate for the Taipans. Queensland, mate, killing it. Uh, At home to United. United. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the Taipans struggle on on back-to-back. So interesting, very interesting to start the season. And a reminder to everyone in the tipping comp, get your tips in this week. And a reminder to everyone else out there, you can still join the tipping comp. Just post your tips on any post anywhere ever. And then otherwise DM us the tips and we'll throw you into the tipping comp. It's still not closed yet. Uh, we'll probably close it around the NBL Cup because we might yeah. have to make a uh, some sort of 
I don't know what's going to happen. We'll have to study it, work it out, pick it apart, put it back together, work it out because I have no idea what's going to happen with that. <laughs> it's just going to be like games thick and fast. and Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, and I think that is it. That's a wrap. That is a wrap. It sucks. I think I would be less disappointed kind of if we got blown out, but I think what happened made me quite, oh, man, I like this. And then to lose was like, damn it. So It's always hard with tight games. Mm. All right. And remember, you can always like on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. We'll put this up on YouTube. We'll also put these up on Apple Podcasts and Podcast Attic. Uh, Reminder, you can give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or, yeah, Apple Podcasts. Uh, And as always, we will see you guys next time. On the King's Diamond.